Working Interferences is intended for mature audiences. Since the hosts never grew up, someone needs to be the adult. Interferences with Josh and Lance, the dental advice podcast for the average dentist. Here is Josh and Lance. Bruz, what is up? Welcome to the Working Interferences podcast, the dental advice show. I am Josh Waston. And I am Lance Timmerman. Lance, I think this is a podcast first. Yeah. I am currently uh, have another computer up and am uh, in the middle of a fantasy football auction draft. Oh, weird. Yeah, it's at like kind of the tail end of it. Uh, so you're multitasking. Multitasking for sure. So it's at the end wow. where everybody only has a few dollars left and a couple of spots to fill. And so you're just kind of, you know, waiting for the little dollar or two dollar snipes here and there. Um, all, right. all the big money's off the table. Have you ever done a, a fantasy auction? I have not. This is all Greek to me. Yeah, it's a little weird. A bunch of white guys sort of auctioning off these these players. It's a little. It's a tough look. It sounds like um, slavery. Yeah, it's not good. It's not no. good. But but really, um, <laughs> you know, it's it's uh, it's really the preferred way to do a fantasy football draft. The 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 old fashioned what, what they call a snake draft is um, it's it's like it's like t ball. Um, so to speak. And, and speaking of that, I'm in a, a league with some friends of ours like Steve Vorholt and okay. Jacob Whipple. and Playing and some, T-ball? Uh, yeah, and they're, they're doing the T-ball version. They're doing a <laughs> snake draft. So Okay. And that, it's that, fine. What's a snake draft? That's uh, where you're just like in the in the playground and you, the, you don't want to be the last guy picked and, and Jimmy's. Pretty, yeah, pretty much. Okay. Uh, there's a drawing kind of to figure out who has the number one pick and, and it goes, you know, whoever has the number one pick goes first and then it goes down the, the line. Then the number 10 pick, usually there's 10 teams in a league. Then okay. the number 10 pick then picks first in the second round. So then it goes back down to one. So if you have the number one overall pick, you don't pick again until like pick 20. Okay. So that's a snake draft, and that's kind of the traditional way to do it. It's just, it's it's a hmm. pansy. Is it okay to say pansy way? I do believe that is an acceptable term, yeah. It's a pansy way to do it, so. All right, so not parried on its level. Yeah, I mean, and I would say in that level. I'm okay. just trying to make it easy and easy at it. Yeah, yeah, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it just isn't the same. I mean, it no. really is is not. An auction just takes a lot more... Um, skill that you have to have more of a strategy. You know, it just is. It's it's a it's a better way to play it. So, and this is actual money that's being transacted. No, well, I mean, like, so the league that I'm drafting in now it's a hundred and fifty dollar entry fee, but we you, your the, your salary cap for the draft is two hundred bucks. So that okay. hundred and fifty dollars is sort of a separate deal that that goes to the winner at the end of the year. Okay, um, you know, everybody everybody ponies up one hundred and fifty. Twelve teams in, so you know that that makes the. Uh, the winner, you know, win a decent amount of money. So yeah, yeah, that's that's uh, uh, yeah. pretty funny. I, I so, played a, a fantasy. Well, it was just kind of a you're just betting against the line each week. You had yeah, however many games, and um, and it was all automated it was on on the computer. It was a four hundred dollar buy in, and I don't know why I said yes, but then every week <laughs> I kept forgetting to yeah. uh, to bet. But it would automatically bet for you or make your picks for you if you didn't do it in time. And seven out of the eight weeks, I forgot, and I won. <laughs> wow. See, that's when you start looking at the lines, uh-huh. and you and then you look at what the outcome of the games are, that's when you start thinking, like, does Vegas have this fixed? Yeah, yeah. Because those lines are, I mean, it's so often is Vegas almost dead on with those lines. It's yeah. very strange. And the one week that I remembered to put my own thought into it. That was the week you lost. I, I did terrible. It was yeah. it was horrible. But I, I love <laughs> it. It's like Watson. Isn't that what the IBM's like smart artificial intelligence is? Yeah. It's called Watson. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> um, so I just drafted uh, for a whopping $2, Jameson Crowder. 
as my uh, right. like towards the end of the bench guy, wide receiver for the Jets. So for anybody listening at home, Jameson right. Crowder at the end of the draft for two bucks, I'll take it. I'll take it. That's a deal. Boom. I got an email from a listener Did you? in uh, in in Canada with a question, and this is not really. It's more of a top of the show question than it is a middle of the show question. Okay, I gotcha. So um, James emailed and asked this. One day some friends, uh, one day with some friends, we went to our favorite diner in Winnipeg. Go Jets, eh? <laughs> and ordered up breakfast. Yes, and we had were some all, poutine, eh? And poutine, eh? Yes, we were all basically hungover. I'm the only one that ordered coffee, and the waitress asked if I wanted cream or just black. And I said black. Coffee arrives with Cokes, other soft drinks, etc. I look at the table and realize there's no sugar. I get her attention and say, may I please have some sugar? She blinks, looks at the coffee, and says, you wanted it black, right? And I said, right, but with sugar, please. Big smile. She blinks again and says, then it's not black coffee. At this point, the smile slides off my face and I'm asking for a second time. And then I add, did the color change? Because I'm fairly certain it's still black. Dagger eyes as she walks to the station, pulls out the sugar, puts it on the table loudly and walks away. All my friends think this is hilarious. I then order toast because God knows what she had planned for that chorizo hash that I wanted. So we then debated for an hour. Is coffee still black if I add some damn sugar to it? (laughs) What do you think? It's still black. I think so too, right? However, if someone orders black, it it, it comes with nothing in it. No cream, no sugar, no nothing. But you have the sugar there. Why is it not? It's like a diner. There should just be sugar on the table. Yeah, exactly. You should have that What would you call it then? So, so... If you were going to order it, I, with I would say black. no cream but yeah. with sugar. How would you? What would the title for that be? Oh, I'm sure there's some sort of diner lingo for you know having that. But black I, and I, sweet is that kind of maybe you think? Sure, yeah, definitely. It's black. I mean, black basically just means no cream. Right. That's what. That's my entire thought. Is yeah. that it's it's all about. But yeah, avoid that chorizo. That was a good. Good call. Yeah, there was going to be some spit in there. Yeah, I oh, guess yeah. she could still have spit on toast and not yeah. not known it. Yeah, I mean, did you ever see the movie Waiting with uh, Ryan Reynolds? I have seen that movie, and I, I <laughs> the only thing I remember was there was like some weird puppetry of the penis that went on in that movie. <laughs> there was a bit of that. Yeah, uh, that's all I kind of remember. Batwing. That yes, it was <laughs> Justin Long and Ryan Reynolds. Uh huh. Yeah, Ryan Reynolds is a dreamboat, Lance. Oh, just he is. Absolutely. I would go gay for that guy for sure. I think anybody would. I mean, he's once. just... Yeah, yeah, once. Oh, yeah, yeah. Just to see how it is. In college. Yeah. Wait. <sighs> <laughs> so we're both settled on, on, you would call it, dark and sweet or black and sweet. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, I, we've been reasonable. doing a lot of uh, bleaching at the office lately using this glow system. Bleaching and, teeth? Yes. <laughs> Not buttholes, uh, teeth. <laughs> okay. And um, so, the, you know, the, the assistants always pound them, like, no coffee, no soda, anything, right. uh-huh. because the, the tubes are open, and it's going gonna, it's gonna to catch more stuff. Yeah. Is there any data on that? I doubt it. I don't think so either. I tell people, like, just get some cream and, like, get, a, 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 like, a, some sort of latte that's got some cream or foam in it that's, that's not dark coffee, and you'll be fine. You'll uh-huh. be totally fine. Like whether that be like a flat white or a blonde latte, one of those kind of deals. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think those are kind of one of those things that I would be, I'd be happy with. I just don't think that drinking coffee when you're bleaching makes you any more predisposed to, to staining. Yeah. I, I haven't witnessed anything where, you know, patients that are always disobedient. You tell them not to, they're going to do it anyway. They're going to do it anyway. They're right. going to live their life. And uh, I've never had anybody come back saying, look, they're purple because I had some red wine. Now, let's just say theoretically, let's say you practiced in Salt Lake City, Utah, Uh Provo or one of those areas. Yep. Could you tell people no hot drink? (laughs) Right. Isn't that a Uh thing? No hot drink? Yeah. Yeah. What about iced coffee, though, Lance? Like a cold brew. You're good. That's good? (laughs) No, it's not. But uh, 
Do you think that there's a Starbucks by the the main LDS temple? What oh, do you yeah. think the closest They're Starbucks is? Right there at the Galleria Mall. It's across the street. Okay, so what do you think the number one drink is at that Starbucks? Uh, venti latte, no foam, uh, half soy, half cream, half... I don't know. So you think you think that's not it's not a thing. You think that that their sales are not affected by No, there's uh the population down there is is probably only 50%, especially in Salt Lake. It's about 50% Mormon and Still and, and and half of them are Jack Mormons or they're living their best life kind of thing. So they they're, they're going to feel all rebellious and and drinking their coffee and their diet cokes and stuff. So uh it's still a lot of a population, but uh Starbucks is doing just fine. There is a um, there is a bakery kind of sandwich shop that's over by the LDS temple here, and it, it must be owned by an LDS family because in the the soft drink array, you know, uh-huh. they, like you can fill, you make your own soft drink, and it's got Coke and Dr Pepper and all that stuff. Uh-huh. They they do have caffeine free Diet Coke, uh-huh. and so I have been there with like the endodontist I refer to, who's a member of the LDS Church, and gotcha. uh, he's like, if you ever see this. If you ever see caffeine-free Diet Coke, you know uh-huh. it's a, it's an LDS-owned place. Yeah. That's something that they would have. For sure. For sure. Interesting. Why can't more of my LDS patients want to whiten their teeth and I don't have to tell them anything about it? <laughs> we don't even have to have the conversation. Yeah, I'm surprised that uh, they don't. It's kind of a... I got a cousin who was in uh, Springville, Utah, and uh, yeah, he did a lot of bleaching of teeth. Nice. Nice. Oh, Lance, this is an advice show. Yeah, not a not a really good one. It's but, not a good one. No. no uh-uh. We answer the questions we find <laughs> in all those neat little dental dental Facebook groups. We answer questions from Reddit. Reddit. We strive to help dentists and dental team members with our own unique brand of advice. So please, we need your questions. They are the sustenance we crave. You can submit your questions to workinginterferences at gmail.com. Now we don't want just any question, do we Lance? Nope. We don't want a bunch of boring questions like what's the best type of underwear? Because we all know that Tommy John boxer briefs are the best underwear ever. Yes. We want the questions that um, Gordon Christensen cannot answer. I would love to know what kind of underwear Gordon Christensen wears. No, you, no, you don't. <laughs> I think I have an idea. Yeah, there's a good... Yeah, I think you know. Pretty good chance. Good chance. Question one. Redditor Masshole asks... <laughs> literally, that's their Reddit name is Masshole. <sighs> Just got a molar pulled. Once it once it's all healed and everything, will it affect giving blowjobs? And we're back to the sucking dick Tale questions. Tale as old as time, song as old as rhyme, extractions and BJs. It's what made our show great, Lance. We're going it, yeah. Back to, we're going back to our roots. This was posted today. Um, oh, is it that fresh? That fresh, posted today, hot and wow. fresh out the kitchen, so to speak. Yeah. What do you think? They just got a molar pull. Do you think that's, once it's healed and everything, will it affect? Might make them better. better I've always, at, better at it, you yeah. know, they, they do those those studies on like function. And um, I think it's something like 65%, 65 to 75% of function occurs between the second, the buccal cusp of the second premolar and the mesial buccal cusp uh-huh. of the first molar. Like, that's just where everything kind of happens. Right. And so, you know, I kind of feel like that's sort of what they're thinking is like, oh, this is such an important tooth for me to chew on. Obviously, yeah, the I next don't... logistical question would be... Well, if you're chewing on the dick as you're doing that, you're doing yeah. it wrong. <laughs> I would think so. <laughs> I don't have a ton of experience with that, but... I've been told. Right. What <laughs> I, I really want to know what people are thinking. Like, how is this? This seems to be one of those things that just. Yeah. Boy, oh boy. This seems to be on the cusp of thinking for. A lot of people. Yeah. For just people in general. Yeah. This seems to be a default kind of position where. Is that a know, position? Well, yeah. What a, <laughs> it just kind of seems to be a default line. Like it's like in the zeitgeist or something. It's something. Yeah. Where it, is that from? I, I don't know. I I blame the parents. <laughs> Again, I, I, I sort of feel like this is an excuse 
for this Redditor to post something about how they love to give oral sex. Pretty much. Yeah, this is uh, calling attention to it. Sort of a, like an attention grab sort of thing. Yeah, it's, if you got a pierced tongue, you, it's, you're letting it be known. Right. It's, it's, hey, hey, look at me. I'm into this. Uh-huh. I'm into alternative. It's not, it's not really an alternative lifestyle. I, I'm into no. being edgy. Yeah. I'm an edge lord. Yep. But yet afraid of needles. Others, oh, for sure. Absolutely <laughs> afraid of needles. Yeah. White knuckling, burying their fingernails into the upholstery on your yep. armrest. Exactly. Do you think you could tell a difference? Like, like they blindfolded you and you were going to then receive oral pleasure uh-huh. from somebody who has a first molar and somebody who doesn't. Well, I'm thinking uh, for science, I should probably uh, check it out. I mean, I, I certainly feel like it's our duty to the profession. I volunteer as tribute. <laughs> I don't think I could tell. I don't I think don't I'd think be able so. to tell the difference. No. Uh-uh. Would you? I think I could tell a love group, though. We've talked. Oh to, yeah. Plenty yep. of times we've talked about the love group. That's the uh-huh. seven through ten. Yep. Twenty. I'm not good with my lower incisors. Twenty three two through twenty six. You're missing both those. You got a love group. I feel like uh-huh. I'd be able to know that. Yeah. But the like, oh, oh. Okay. I, this person's obviously missing tooth number three. Like to be able to call that, it's that would be sort of like a, uh, a partially edentulous oral sex sommelier who'd be uh-huh. able to tell that one. <laughs> uh huh. <laughs> oh man, I just love these people that don't ask the person who took out the tooth. Right, of all people, and then go on the internet to ask. Yeah, uh, uh, anonymize their profiles so they can. We have their... we do have a, a volunteer from Reddit user Cusswords One who says I'll volunteer to be a test subject. <laughs> okay. Um, Chocolate and Mermaid says please just wait. Huh. Um, X Y Z A B C seven eight nine O one two obviously a throwaway <laughs> account uh-huh. says asking the important questions marriage material here. Lance, are they marriage material? Uh, no. The person who would ask about this on the internet, I'm, no. I'm not sure is Mary's marriage material. No, that that's that's not in uh, their plans. Let's see here. Should we take a? I, I I'm struggling on if I should click on their post history. Somebody uh-huh. named Masshole. <laughs> do, yeah. do you know what a masshole is? Have you heard of this before? I have not. A masshole is is your typical um, like Boston, Massachusetts. It's like a Massachusetts asshole, right? Oh, That's what okay. Asshole stands for. Okay. So you're talking about like people who like talk about going to Target, and uh-huh. they're like talking about the Red Sox and Brady and uh, and Noma and uh, wicked like awesome. I just got I, it's wicked awesome. I just got my mola extracted, and uh, is it okay if I like uh, you know like like go to town on him? You know, my boyfriend. Uh, all right. Um, let's see here. Posts gotcha. for Masshole. Been a while since we've gone dark and the oh whole dark web with suicide. Oh. Oh my god. Yeah. Oh, subreddit of cocaine. Oh. Got coke a little while ago, but it looked just like crack the way the rock looked. Even a little tint of what looked like yellow slash brownish. Dealer swore it was Coke, and after doing it, I can confirm that it was. Anyone ever seen or try anything like it? Huh. I... Why is there a subreddit for cocaine? Well, isn't there a subreddit for everything? <laughs> Should there be? There shouldn't be, but it sure seems to be. Do we need a subreddit for cocaine that has 45,000 people? Oh, wow. <laughs> That's the 45,000 Redditors subscribe to the subreddit cocaine. Here's the description. A place for friends to discuss cocaine and cocaine-related activities, news, stories, products, etc. Lance, you are my friend. Let us go to a place where we may discuss cocaine and cocaine-related activities. Isn't this a place where the FBI would just be hanging out? Why and- do why do we need <laughs> why do we need a cocaine subreddit? Got coke a little while ago, but it looked like just crack. Uh, I, I, I don't. I gotta be honest, Lance. I don't know what crack looks like. I do I, know what cocaine. Like I, I've seen enough popular culture to know what cocaine. I feel like looks like. I thought crack is just cocaine, but it's been 
treated to be a rock instead of a powder and you so uh, does it look like rock candy but maybe yellow i don't know no idea i just assumed it looked like a chunk of white i holy shit lance no idea the very next post in the subreddit of heroin this may sound stupid but if you shoot in your legs do you still get a rush Lance, do, if you yeah. shoot in your legs, do you still get a rush? Did you I ever no watch? The, did you watch The Sopranos? Uh, I uh, not not okay. thoroughly. I've okay. seen some. I'm not. I'm not like done the deep dive. At one point, Michael Imperioli was was a, doing heroin, and he was shooting between his toes, so he would uh, make sure it would kind of not have track marks. Right? Yeah, yeah, it's harder to to find. It's it's more hidden, and so he would shoot between the toes and then check out for a few hours and. So yeah, shoot yourself in the leg. I'm pretty sure is uh, going to give you the de- desired effect. I do have some good news for you, Lance. Oh, of course, good. The subreddit of heroin only has nine thousand members. <laughs> is there one for black tar heroin? <laughs> that may be getting a little deep. All right. Um, the uh, the description for this one is for junkies of Reddit. Just <laughs> all it says. <laughs> so you can just tell the difference between people who are on heroin and people who are on cocaine. Because the cocaine people are a little wired, they're a little antsy, the little yeah, they're, 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 they're going to get shit they, done. Yeah, they write all that place for friends to discuss cocaine and cocaine-related activities, uh-huh. news stories, products, etc. The heroin people are just like, yeah, we're all junkies, uh, man. Uh, see you tomorrow. Uh, let's, God, let's look at the rest <laughs> of this. Um, nothing major. <laughs> all right. I felt like, here's another one in the subreddit of drugs. Okay. So I heard people, mostly in prison, shoot gabapentins. Anyone ever done it? What's it like? I'm not familiar with anybody shooting gabapentins. Yeah, so gabapentin is a drug called Neurontin. And sometimes, like, it's it's for neurologic stuff, can be for pain, seizure disorder, stuff like that. Yeah, but recreational? I guess in prison you shoot what you can shoot. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Yeah, you shoot your shot. You'll be shooting that freaking urinal cake. Yes, anything <laughs> you can get your hands on. Here's a, here's a good one in the subreddit of Ask Reddit. Uh huh. Why is the Big Bang Theory so hated on Reddit? <laughs> I didn't realize it was. Um, they do have a selfie up. It's not great. Mm, okay. Um, there's a where it's in a bra. Oh. And uh, there's a tattoo of like uh, right above the left breast. There's a tattoo of like a sun and a moon, um, which isn't quite my style. So. Huh. But more power to her. All right. Um, All righty then. I wish that uh, I wish her well. I really do. Um, yeah, I think we're gonna have to beep out her. Well, no, nah. because it's the name is. You couldn't find the name by what I said. There's some sort of like internet language in there. So you'd have to type something. I left out some identifying characteristics that it would gotcha. take to find yeah. find her her Reddit. So um yeah, stay out of the subreddit of cocaine and heroin. How about that? Let's yeah, dr- start with that. Drugs are bad, okay? I would much rather you get an extraction and just house your boyfriend's wang. Uh-huh as hard and fast as you can and or want or have ever desired. I would much rather you do that a hundred times as opposed to cocaine or heroin. Crack. Yeah, exactly. And if you think it's crack, why would you still do it? <laughs> I know. I took it anyway. Did it, look, it anyway. It was it fine. It like rat poison and uh, it, it, I tasted it. It, it. it wasn't. Yeah, tough look. <laughs> tough look. Uh-huh. Question two, subreddit Sandra McGill asks, will having THC in my system affect my dentist appointment? I ate and <laughs> I ate and edible forgetting I have a dentist appointment and I was worried that it may affect me negatively. Are there any risks to this? I already know I'll be sedated with lidocaine. Cavity fill if you wanted to know. Didn't. <laughs> will having THC in their system affect their appointment with you, Lance? Not likely. I would imagine you run into this fairly commonly. Well, if it, what's funny is I probably do and just don't, just know, don't know because yes. yeah, there's there's a have you have you looked around when you've been to Seattle a few times? Have you seen all the cannabis shops everywhere now? It's been a little bit since I've okay 
since I've been, I, I don't think it was legal. I mean, I was in Woodenville recently, but that's not really your like. Right, but you—it's one of those not, things probably that probably not your headquarters. Of, no, but if if I was to point a, a couple of them out, you suddenly would realize they're freaking everywhere. There were probably six right near where you were in Woodenville. No, okay. I mean, this it, once I because we had a convention here once, and someone's like, "Okay, hey, where where's the dispensary?" And I'm like, "Fuck, dude, I don't know." And uh, so we we Googled it and found out there was one within walking distance. And then as we were looking around, suddenly. I'm seeing them everywhere, and they keep popping up everywhere anyway. So, I mean, it it, it is true they they are, are everywhere. But I mean, I'm sure probably at least half my patients are are, are users. It's, it's I, it's I gotta be honest, way. Lance. I I would love it if all of my patients came in with an yes. edible on board. Oh yeah, it. yes, I would, that would There's, be fantastic. However. There are every once in a while I, I do have a patient where it, they are harder to get numb and I'm sitting there racking my brain going why why and then we figure out oh you probably do a lot of weed so you're talking just basic infiltrations uh-huh. easy anesthetic so uh-huh. we're not talking like blocks weird anatomy things like that you're talking about no you're, what you're, should be an easy infiltration and you're having it you're having troubles with it yeah and you you think that it potentially has to do with their use of THC. Yeah, and but what's interesting is, I'll, yet I'll, the very next patient might be someone I know is a, a user, and yet get them numb just fine. So it's it's not very consistent, right, in making someone resistant to getting numb, but it certainly. What do you? Could. I mean, do you think it like changes the sodium channels or something like that? Like what? Yeah. What would be the mechanism of action for? See, that's that that I don't know because okay. I can't quite. Uh, it's so inconsistent that it just doesn't make any sense to me. I think it's people like like lingual tori. You can have someone with totally um, messed up bite and get the tori, and yet someone else similar situation and yet doesn't get the tori. So yeah, true. It's it's just not a hundred percent. You know, for so I I do I I hate to like sort of admit drug use, but I I do enjoy a THC edible uh-huh. uh, when I'm when I'm in uh, when I'm in Rome, so to speak, where sure. I'm in a, a place where it's legal, like yeah. uh, like LA for that concert, or if right. I, if I were to go up there. I wonder, but so, all right, so here's the thing. I don't think I could do any amount of dentistry when I was high. Oh, hell no. I just don't think I could, I, I don't think I could appropriately, uh, like time seems to be the weird thing for me. I, I sort of, I don't want to say I lose time, but yeah, it's what, when I've taken an edible, sometimes what should have, or what felt to me like 30 to 40 minutes was like 10 seconds. Yep. And then sometimes what should have been 30 to 40 minutes felt like 10 seconds, right? So uh-huh. I, I don't, I think I would like, I think I would just lose all sort of, um, I don't know, tether to the reality of time and, and all of that. Yeah, uh, you would definitely I'm be relying, sure be able to, yeah. Rely on your staff to keep you on task and keep you to the next yes. chair. Yeah, You're I needed like here. I could zone out. Yeah, yeah, I, I, and that just it's so unpredictable when you do an edible because I mean you're it might not kick in for two hours and suddenly right. it, it's not when you wanted it. Right, you're in a state where it's illegal. Uh huh. What do you think the possibility would be of like a, a of using cannabis as a sedate as a sedative for like a yeah. conscious sedation? I think the mechanism. That day ever happening? No, I, it's just too unpredictable. Dosing okay. is so hard to figure out the right dose. Right. Um, you're not going to do it. You're you're going to have to do it in a non. You know, certainly couldn't do edibles because you know. Hey, take this three hours before you get here, and hopefully right. you're you're in mid high by the time I get started. Um, right. so something chair side. Well, you're not going to vape with them, so. Yeah, it, it. I just don't know. Now, I'm sure they're they're going to come out with some new method of of ingestion, like and, a nasal spray or something like yeah, that. Yeah, you know. That next thing great. you know, maybe there is some method to it. But I, it, it's the duration of action is is also what's unpredictable. You know, because sometimes it it doesn't last sure. very long. Other times it's shit six hours later and you're still kind of there. I just feel like most people are happy when they do it, right? Like. Uh-huh. You may be out of it, you may be like up in the clouds or whatever, but it's always a it always seems to be 
a good experience for people. Right. You've you've never you hear people that become a mean drunk, an angry drunk. Right. All exactly. Of, you don't really never. hear about that. Nope. With weed. Nope. So that's why I feel like it would be from just like a. Uh, um, even with nitrous, like some people don't have a good reaction to nitrous, they mm-hmm. get nauseous, whatever. Yeah, you just don't really hear about that with marijuana, and it's like, man, as far as like making people comfortable, which is really the purpose of sedation is to make somebody comfortable without uh-huh. them dying. Right, right. So, man, it seems like that'd be great because I've also never heard of anybody dying. You know what I mean? I've never because heard of somebody getting so high they stop breathing. Doesn't exist. It's uh, physically right. impossible. Right. So it's like, man, it, it could be great. And I don't, it's probably got to be in combination with something else. Yeah. And so it's just going to take these sort of dental anesthesiologists figuring out how to do it and what the, the mode of, of, of administration is. I feel like, like nasal spray mixed with maybe some sort of, you know, mixed with nitrous plus like, yeah. you know, a, a milligram of Ativan or, you know, a lower dose of benzo plus the yeah. THC plus the nitrous or whatever. If they figured that one out, that's a billion oh. dollar uh, discovery. Man, because it's just like, you know, they're going to be happy when they leave. You know, they're uh-huh. going to have had a good experience. Get a five-star Yelp review. You, know, you can work on it for three hours and they're going to feel like it's 15 minutes. Uh-huh. Yeah. I do like how she said, I already know I'll be sedated with lidocaine. That's yeah. going to be fun. Uh-huh. I, I look forward to seeing how well you're going to sedate with lidocaine. Right, right. <laughs> Again, another perfect example of, of things we set, tell patients and they don't hear what we tell them. Right. They hear other words completely. Yep, they mix it up and yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. All right, let's look into this person. Let's look at old Sandy here. Ah, it's her only post ever on Reddit. Oh, wow. Good for her. Is there a term for that? She actually signed up on... So she's a noob. Okay. She signed up on August 17th of 2019 and then posted this. Let's see when this was posted. This was posted... Oh, this was posted today. Signed up a couple weeks ago and posted this today. By the way, the cocaine subreddit has more subscribers than, than the dentistry subreddit. Just FYI. Huh. Uh, let's see what people say here. Uh, lidocaine isn't for sedating you. It's making the tooth numb, yada, yada, yada. Thanks. Um, Thanks a lot, Francis. Yeah, appreciate that. Uh, oh, here's an interesting one. I had one patient who had marijuana the previous night and couldn't get numb for an upper tooth. She always get numb for her other appointments. I don't think it's been formally studied. So this is someone echoing your yeah. Yeah. sentiment. Great Reddit name for that person. Oh. Bite wingdings. It's <laughs> a pretty okay. good one. Yeah, that's a good. That's a good. Uh, it's a good portmanteau. Um, and here's another person. Uh, Kanzar says the anecdotal evidence all seems to indicate that getting a patient numb is much harder. Mm. So there's a couple people have said the same thing you've said, Lance. How about yeah. that? It's not how just, about that. Not just a hat rack. <laughs> Uh, you ready, ready for uh, Reddit question three? I think so. Reddit user AVB2402 asks, hmm. general dentist slash specialists of Reddit, what is your opinion on specializing nowadays? A little background about me. I'm a general dentist currently fulfilling my obligation back in the military. Thank you for your service. I will be done with my commitment in 2022. Lately, I've been thinking about what I want to do after my commitment and specializing has been up in my mind once in a while. Here's why I want uh, it to make sense for me to specialize specifically in endo. Mm-hmm. Number one, I enjoy doing root canals. I would hope so. If you want to specialize yeah. in endo, yeah, that, I would hope that you enjoy endo. I would hope you're passionate about endo and not just yes. you know, like it. Uh, number two, on average, specialists make more than general dentists working less hours, seeing less patients. Number three, I'm not a business-oriented person, not saying I can't learn, but I prefer not to deal with the headaches of running it. Number four, I will have a GI Bill benefit so I can attend any state school in the country tuition-free. I'll also be receiving housing allowance under this benefit during school. Here are my worries about specializing in endo. One, finding finding employment might be difficult. Might need to juggle multiple offices to find full-time employment. Two, a lot of the cases I will be doing will be tough. Three... (laughs) Delaying income for two years by going into residency. Four, as a specialist, you actually need to be more business-oriented, question mark, since you rely on a lot of referrals. I am fine with working for someone for, 
forever. However, not sure how su- not sure how sustainable it is to do this. Any comments or advice is appreciated. So I think let's go through this one by one. Yeah. You cool with that? Yeah. Yeah. We're going to need to because that's a lot. lot. All right. I enjoy doing root canals. Like you said, you would like it for something to be somewhat passionate about it. But I got to just ask this. Can you be passionate about doing endo? Because it's a fairly rote, (laughs) it's a fairly like rote, boring yeah. You ask any assistant what their least favorite thing to oh. assist for is they're going to tell you it's endo because it's fairly boring. Well, it's it's a, a shit ton of things to set up, and then right. there's really nothing to do while while it's happening, and then it's a big mess to clean up. Yes. Yeah. So I mean, I I think as long as you don't hate endo, and you have some skill at it, great. Uh-huh. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I'm I'm good. With it. I don't think you have to like. I, I, I can't wait until I get to access another tooth again and drop a K file down. I'm going to find an MB2. I, I hunger for that moment every day. Like, all right, I don't, you know, I think that's a little overboard. I'm going to invent the MB3. <laughs> Just to have another canal <laughs> uh-huh. that I get to instrument. Uh, number two, on average, specialists make more than general dentists working less hours, seeing less patients. Yeah, I mean, I think. On average, but. Yeah, I don't, I don't know about less hours. Um, cause I think it all depends on where you are. Yeah. I know some endodontists that bust their ass cause they've got lines of patients out the door. Yeah. Um, same thing with surgeons and periodontists. Like that doesn't always mean you're going to be working less hours. You yeah. Know? You'll be working so hard. My, yeah. my, my big thing though is, um, as, as implants are becoming more predictable and more GPs doing them and this and that. I, I I think endo is, it feels like a dying specialty. Yeah. See, I think the opposite. Oh, because you've got all these people who are ha- on very little experience and very little training, mm-hmm. dropping in screws, dropping in minis, whatever it may be, uh-huh. and they start getting some post-op complications, and then they start, you know, you get a little gun shy on it. So, I mean, I certainly don't feel like Indo is booming the way it would have been in 1974. Okay, but I, I don't feel like it's a dying specialty, and 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 I do feel like. There's enough implant compl- complications, okay, and enough people who are kind of haphazardly doing them that I think we're going to see some. You know, there's always going to be that space to restore. I, I don't think it'll do. go away, but man, I yeah. saw I've, I've taken a fair share of implant classes and had endodontists in the class with me because uh, they they felt like they they needed to be able to uh, have a backup at the very least. Yeah, but I mean, think about it, like. I guess I'm fine. I, I'm totally fine with endodontists taking some of those courses because I want them to be able to accurately help a referring dentist and or a patient pick the right solution for them. But I, I don't want to say stay in your lane endodontist, but I kind of feel like stay in your lane. If yeah. you're a good endodontist, you shouldn't have time to be doing to learn how to like you should be your taste should be filled. With yeah. Indo. There's yeah. enough going around. I promise. I promise. Um, I'm not a business-oriented person. I'm not saying I can't learn it, but I prefer not to not to deal with headaches of running it. Um, that means you're, you're going to be in a group practice then if you're not going to be Right. Running. And I'm trying to think. I'm, most endodontists in San Antonio, for the most part, have two or more docs. I can think of just a couple single doc Indos. Oh, really? Oh, okay. Yeah, so I, I feel like that's the way Indo's going, because you got to be able to take emergencies. You got you have to handle these emergency toothaches, and that's much easier for a group, you yeah. know, for two or three docs to be able to handle. So no, I, I think it makes sense, but I th- I can't think of anybody that that all the Indos near me I think are solo. Oh, really interesting. It's yeah. interesting that it's so different from from one part of the country. Yeah. To to from your part to here, I, I just there's one guy I can think of that's solo in San Antonio. It's a good friend of mine. I refer to him a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but the rest of them are at least paired up for the most part. Huh. And if not, if not three, so it's two or threes everywhere else. And then kind of one guy that I can think of that's off on his own. Hmm. Um, I will have the GI bill benefit, yada, yada, yada. So great. I mean, if you're not paying for it and you're getting paid, Hell yeah. you know, as part of your deal, that, that's nice. Uh, here are uh, worries specializing about it, or w- here are his worries about specializing in endo. Number one, finding employment might be difficult. I don't think so. I really don't. Probably not. No. 
and especially if like if you're willing to go to a town like if you're willing to go to like a mid-sized town uh-huh like i'd be willing to bet you could probably walk into amarillo texas and either get a job with a group or start off on your own or whatever and do well almost right away yeah could you go to mid midtown manhattan and open a practice or whatever and start crushing it no maybe not but um i feel like there's always going to be groups looking I feel like I don't feel like you're gonna have to juggle multiple offices or whatever. I I don't I think that's being overstated. I I don't think you're gonna have any problems at all. Yeah. Number two, a lot of the questions I will be or a lot of the cases I will be doing will be tough. Uh, like most uh, of yeah. your cases, <laughs> you're a fucking specialist. That's what you're there for. Uh-huh. The easy ones, most people are gonna be keeping. They might throw you a right. bone every once in a while, just be nice. But I I refer out all of them, so I refer out easy ones and hard ones. But yeah. like. It's what you're freaking there for, especially the ones that like, man, I can't, I had one today. I can't tell if it was 12, 13 or 14. They all tested weirdly. They uh-huh. all had different things. I was like, man, it's one of these three. I just don't know which one. Yeah. Guess who gets to figure it out? Yep. The endodontist. That's who gets to figure it out. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's why you go to school for two extra years to do the tough ones. Yep. You're not just going to open it like, oh, I'm specializing in endo on number eight. Yeah. Yeah. I do eight, eight like only. That. The name of my practice, right. eight is enough. Eight is enough. It's uh, who was the guy in that show? Dick Van Patten. Dick Van Patten. It's just Dick Van Patten doing endo on central incisors. Uh huh. <laughs> Number three, delaying income for two years by going into residency. I think that endo, outside of like an AEGD or a GPR, uh-huh. endo is the shortest residency. Yeah, I think so. And so the number one guy in my class did endo, um, and I think that's kind of it. If you want to do endo right out of dental school, you need to be in the top five. Uh huh. Most endo programs now will not take a resident right out of dental school. Oh, really? No, they want somebody who's been a restorative dentist at least for a few years. It makes sense. It makes a ton of sense. So the two best endodontists in San Antonio are one of them. His name is Rick Schwartz. He's a famous guy. He has textbooks and all this stuff. Um, he worked as a restorative dentist for like 20 years. He went back to endo residency when he was 40, mm. like in his mid-40s. Because he had, he had the, the Schwartzes with him? The Schwartzes absolutely with him. Mm. He's a badass. He's a freaking badass. Nice. Um, and the reason he's so great is because he understands restorative dentistry. Yeah. And so it just makes a huge difference. The other the other one is named Cade Roundy, who we've talked about before. He's my boy. Uh-huh. Um, love you, Cade. What's up, Cade? XOXO. Um, same thing. Was a, was a restorative dentist in the Army for like five years. Hmm. So, you know, I just, that, that experience as a restorative dentist is massive. Yeah. And so this guy's going to have some of that because he's working right now as a general dentist. So I think that's great, man. That's like what makes a good endodontist. That's why these programs don't take a ton of people right out of school. Yeah. Taylor Cotton, the guy who, who graduated number one in my class, who got into endo right away. Uh-huh. Um, it's, it's just a rarity, man. Like if he, if he didn't have a 4.0 GPA and like crushed all the national boards on stuff, no chance he gets in right away. They would have taken somebody who had a, yeah. done an AGD or a GPR, had four or five years of experience yep. and, and had good grades. Like that's sort of how they do it. So when you talk about like sort of cost of benefits of two years of investment in a residency plus uh-huh. the experience that you already have, like, man, that's, that's a pretty sweet deal. Yeah. It really is. It's yeah. not that big of a deal. And you're not going to be skimping it too bad because they're paying your, the military's paying for it and they're paying for your room and board. That's a sweet gig. Sweet has deal. Yeah. Number four, as a specialist, you actually need more business, need to be more business oriented since you rely on a lot of referrals. I don't, is that true? I don't I, think that's true at all. I think it's a more simple business model. So I, I, I don't think you're marketing the, the way a GP would. So I don't think. To- totally not even in, in close. I mean, yeah. The, the marketing you're doing as an endodontist is like, Keep the Once referral sources year, happy. Yeah. Right. You take them like a box of tamales at Christmas or yeah. like your top your top 25 referrals. That's it. Yeah. You know, you drop off some pins and some referral forms or whatever. Um, that's, that's that's like it. the marketing that you do. Yeah. You're not, you're not doing any direct mail. You're not... Uh, you're not having to do with any of that. And no. do you remember like what specialty was the lowest overhead for years and years, like forever? Endo. Is endo now? It's a little different now because see, you kind of can't do endo without having a CBCT. Yeah, 
it's it's getting to be kind of standard of care for a lot of endo cases and so you're gonna have to have a cbt cbct so you've got some kind of like technology you know back in the day what did you need you need some k files uh-huh and gutta percha some sealers sealers some gutta percha and some some uh tubs of fixer and developer like because they're all the films are hand dipped. Right? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. That was it. Like the most expensive thing in your office was the x-ray head. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, for each procedure you're charging a thousand dollars and it was probably fifty bucks in, in materials. Maybe even less than that. Yeah, yeah. I was I was rounding up. At, you know, rotary changed that a little bit because now rotary you're talking probably forty bucks a case. Yeah. For the files. Uh-huh. CBCTs, you know what, uh, a fifty grand, thirty thirty to fifty grand outlay at, uh-huh. at the start. Yeah. So it's a little different, but I still, I mean, like versus you or me that has lab fees. Yeah. And way more. Most endodontists I know can work with, if, especially if you're alone. You work with two people: one person up front, one assistant. That's it. Yeah. You rock and roll. So lower payroll fee, low, you know, lower percentage of your of your uh, stuff's going to payroll less stuff you're having to buy. Yeah. It's a sweet deal, man. So I, I don't think that's, I don't think that's necessarily true. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think it's not a bad way to go. If you can get the GI bill paying for it. Yeah. It's just delayed gratification. Your paycheck starts a couple of years later. You'll be fine. And it's pretty significantly higher. Yeah. I would guess. I don't know. Just based on like what specialist fees are. So like, what's the going rate for a, for a molar endo in Seattle from an endodontist. Uh, I think uh, 1200, 1200 1500 bucks probably. Yeah, yeah, somewhere in there. And and for you, what 800 bucks something like that? Yeah. Yeah, so I mean you're you can immediately charge 35% more. Yeah. Yeah, you get the tougher cases and you get the sort of more problem patients, but you get the education to deal with that. Yeah. Making me want to go back and do endo, even though I hate endo. I hate it so much. It's Same. My least favorite thing. I'm just not good. Yeah. I refer them a lot to. So, is there one part of endo that you're not good at? Yeah, the entire thing. I feel like I'm pretty good at cleaning, shaping, all that. It's obturating. I I just suck. My, my fills always look terrible on a radiograph. I you know like tug back and all that kind of stuff. I don't know. Yeah. Like, I j- I'm just not good at it. I've tried every single way. I'm a big fan of the master cone. Just fill it with the resin and then shove the cone in and yeah, sear it off. Even that. Like, I've tried that. I'm just not good at it. I'm just not good at any of that. Yeah. It just sucks. I've tried. I've taken CE. It's just one of those things I'm just not good at. I'm just, and well, no and, matter what, I never will be. And it's good that you know that you I suck. I know what my weakness is. I know that yeah. I suck at endo. I know that I suck at endo. So you don't have to try to prove anything by doing endo right. anyway. It just refers. Right. And so the, then the key, then the other nice part of that is, is that when you send the endodontists, like even the easy ones, uh-huh. when I get one that comes back to me that I treated that needs a retreat, that's like, it has some, you know, obviously has some, you know, massive infection growing off the end of it. Cause I uh-huh. operated it right. like a, like a blind nun, uh-huh. um, as, at least as good as a blind nun who's never seen a tooth in her life would. Right. Um, my endodontist is, more eager to help me out right because i send him a lot a lot of easy ones too yeah good that's the way to do it that's that's like kind of the 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 key there is like you're playing the game yeah if you only ask a specialist to help out when you screwed something up Uh uh-huh they're gonna they're gonna note that in your in their chart of yours they they'll classify uh, the referring doctors and uh, on the, every single every single specialty practice classifies us as referring docs. Yep. And I just hope that I'm at least a B for everything, uh-huh. if not better. I think I'm an A plus referral for endo, and I think I'm an A referral for perio. Um, pedo, I'm probably a B referral because I, I do kind of send them the pains in the asses, but yeah. I think that's most people. Yeah. Yeah. That's what pedo's for. O- OMS, I think I'm an A referral. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I try to be a good. I I try not to just send pains in the asses. Uh huh. Good. You're doing it right. Good. I know you don't refer much to perio at all, do you? Uh no, I refer some. Okay. You just don't like them. You just don't like them as a people. Uh, one or two in particular, and so therefore they're <laughs> tainted. And uh, but the, I got a, Some of my favorite people are pussies. 
Oh, Lance. I'm so glad I'm not associated with that. That's that's your deal. That is not mine. Uh-huh. Lance Timmerman, Tuck Willow, Washington, 90413. Anywhere close on that zip code? Have I ever no, come anywhere close? you've never even come close. Okay. I know it starts with a nine. Well, yeah. Okay. Okay. So you're, right, you're, you're kind of close. Uh, let's see if this person has any other posts on Reddit. Um, not really. Am I being irresponsible by buying this car in the subreddit of finance? Oh, but it was removed. Huh. So I don't know if they're being irresponsible or not. Um, that's pretty much it. So we only had our good ones on the first one. Yeah. So disappointed that there's a cocaine subreddit. Yeah, that is kind of... Very strange. Surprising. Very strange. Well, Lance, I think that's going to about do it. All right. Whose turn is it for a song? That would be me. Nice. Okay, let me uh, let me hit all this ending stuff and let's see what we got. Um, hey, share this with your friends. You got an ended on us that you work with? We've just like fawned over ended on it for 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah. So, um, you know, like let them know that we talk about them and we love them. Um, that's how we grow the show. One, one new listener at a time. Rate and review, five stars uh, is, is Lance's favorite number, right? Big fan of five. Where, uh, where would you like them to do that? Like if, if we're, where would you enjoy them clicking five? I'll take it anywhere. I've heard that. <laughs> iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify. If you're flicking through Podbean, flick five stars. Um, hit us up on the web, workinginterferences.com. Hit us up on all the social bullshits. Uh, Facebook, Working Interferences to Josh and Lance. Twitter, at Winterferences. Instagram, at Winterferences. Lance can be found on Instagram at DMD. I cannot be found on Instagram because I am taking a social media holiday, and it oh. is amazing. I bet. I'm not on Facebook right now. I'm not on Instagram. I'm not on Twitter. I'm not on any damn thing. And it's so nice. I bet you're very productive. I'm so much happier, Lance. I don't have to deal with all this crap. I don't have to deal with reading about the LSU-Texas game and how LSU is going to kill Texas this week and all of that stuff. I don't deal with any of it. I just blissfully go on about my life. It's so nice. Ignorance is bliss. (sighs) And I am ignorant, Lance. I am so, so <laughs> ignorant. Um, tell me about your song, Lance. All right. So did I ever tell you that back in 2008, Clint and I went to uh, Manchester, England for a, a day and a half? Just for a day and a half? Yeah, we moved on and went to mainland okay. Europe. and We were in okay. Europe for a week, but we were only in Manchester for a day and a half. Okay. And uh, we went to uh, um, Manchester's famous for their music. And we were there like a week after their festival they call In the City, which is kind of like South by Southwest. And okay. So there's, there were still flyers everywhere for a bunch of music that we missed. Well, but it, we did go to the Manchester Apollo and it was this, this group called the Cortinas. They're a big triumphant return. They're the favorite sons of Manchester at the time of their debut album. St. Jude had just come out and their big song, Not 19 Forever. Was kind of a hit. And they were expected to become big and, you know, cross the pond and, and become the next big thing. And they never really did. Uh, they had a really, you know, cool, cool song, uh, Van de Graaff. was cool and, and such and uh, trying to keep with my theme uh, of being summer songs there's a song called summer that actually i think is a name of a person and not necessarily the season so it's kind of a, a cheat um but uh, i believe the the cortinas actually i think that all the people in the band at least originally i think they all were ball boys for the um for the manchester united soccer team oh nice and are they the ones that wear red yeah manchester united's the red Okay. Red Devils. Mm-hmm. Nice. And, I know uh, nothing about soccer. Yeah. I When we went, we, we had nothing else to do. So we went to Old Trafford, the, the the stadium that they play in, 
and did their tour. And they had all these stories and history and stuff like that. Clint and I are like, I have no idea what you're talking about. There's a big tragedy. They had a, like in 1956, they had a flight uh, that crashed and like the team died. And so it, they had memorials and st- stories about that. And we're like, I've never even heard of this. So uh, yeah, we're, we're from America. We, we don't follow this shit. So, but it was very cool. I, I would highly recommend if you are in Manchester to go see the Old Trafford and, and walk around this, the, the place. It's really, really cool. It nice. Was, I'm, Andrew and I are going to London in like a week and a half. We're oh, only going to be there for a few days. Very cool. Very, very so cool. I don't, we're not going to get up to Manchester, I don't think. I just thought, I always thought that Manchester was like a neighborhood of London, but I don't think that's true, is it? <laughs> no, and they are, would be pissed okay. to be uh, considered that. No, they're, they're further up north and they're like the second big city it's it's kind of like la versus new york they they're they're big in their own rights and and um have their own culture and different accents so i remember i was watching mtv and oasis was on uh, being interviewed and they had to subtitle (laughs) their interview even though they're speaking english and and they're manchester they're from manchester Uh uh-huh the mancunian accent yep Interesting. I was I was thinking that you might pick a Wheeler Walker Jr. song, <laughs> um, and so I was I was ready for that. A little FYB, um, if anybody want to looks looks look that up. But uh-huh. uh, fuck you, bitch. You broke my heart. Fuck your friends, tearing us apart. Fuck your dog. No, I'll leave it to you to go with the the English, uh, you know, band from from Manchester. Well, so. I had to keep uh, keep uh, with the summer theme. Uh, that is a, a theme you've been having all summer. That is yeah. true. So, uh, it, but technically, we are after Labor Day, so I don't know if that's still summer. We still got till the twenty first. It's one hundred and five degrees here, so <laughs> um, it's going to be. You know, if we're going by that, it's going to be summer here until mid October. Uh-huh. Um, so it yeah. just kind of depends on what you consider summer, but uh, yeah. It is what it is. It is. It is. So enjoy summer by the Cortiners. Did I get that right? Uh, You did. Very nice. For Lance Timmerman, this is Josh Waston. Peace. Stay fresh, cheese bags. Mm